It's time for Wrestling for the Culture, where we take a look inside to see what the wrestlers of color have been doing this week. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to this edition of Wrestling for the Culture. I'm your host, Brian H. Waters. On today's show, I bring to you Snoop Strikes, a.k.a. Koto Brazil. Make sure you are tuned in and sit back, relax. We have a great conversation about what else? professional wrestling that's all i'm gonna tell you sit back ladies and gentlemen here's my interview with snoop aka koto hello ladies and gentlemen on this episode of wrestling for the culture i am honored to have the one and only snoop aka koto what's up man how you feeling what's up man i'm feeling good glad to be on and first and foremost, you know, I definitely want to thank you for taking this time out of your busy schedule to come on and want to wish you all the safe wishes as we are still in the midst of this COVID-19 pandemic. How is how are you? How are your family? Everybody's good over here, man. Just trying to stay safe, try to stay sanitized, you know, keep keep the run away from everybody. But it's, it's good over here. Yeah. Where are you coming from? What part of the country are you live in? Uh, I'm in Florida right now, like Tampa area, Tampa, Clearwater, Largo, okay. around that area. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, it would definitely be safe down there. I think um, y'all may have opened up things a little bit more. I'm in Baltimore, so we still okay. under the midst of a shutdown. So. Yeah. And, Actually, my sister live up there in Baltimore, so yeah. That's, oh, that's yeah. what's up. Yeah. Cool. So I got to ask you, when did you, what was your first wrestling memory? My first wrestling memory. So, ladies, I've been watching wrestling since ever since I can remember anything. Okay, so yeah, first wrestling memory ever is just like I said, I can remember watching wrestling from that's the only thing I remember growing up. So basically, I just cut on TV and it was like DX versus The Rock. I don't know who he was fighting, but he was like he was hitting, he was he was fighting off everybody. Like he was fighting. Road dog on the ramp. He was beating up Billy Gunn. He was just fighting him back, just fighting, fighting, fighting. And I was like, what is this? And, like, it caught my attention. And that's the first memory I ever remember. Now, is, the rock is this 98 or 2000? This, it was in the 90s. I'm a 90s baby. So, like, it was somewhere in the 90s. I don't remember the year because I was, like, maybe, like, five or six years old. Okay. But I know it was in the 90s. I guess I should say, was it, uh, was the rock the heel or the face? That's. Oh yeah, yeah. He was he was definitely the baby then. Okay, yeah. yeah. So then, yeah, we're definitely talking um, right into the thick of the summer of two thousand during the Rock's uh, championship reign. Yeah, yeah, around like ninety nine, two thousand area. Yeah. Okay, so that was the time that really like drew you in and got you hooked. When did you? Yeah. Dis- oh, sorry. Go ahead. Now you good? Yeah. So that was the time I can like start remembering stuff because I was I was just five six years old like. I've always watched it, but that's the time I can start remembering things. Now, did you have any friends that was into it as much as you were, or did you start getting acquainted with other wrestling fans? Um, always me and my little cousin. He was he's two years younger than me. We always used to watch it together over my granddad's house. They used to order all the pay per views. We all come, all my cousins and stuff. We watch it at their house, and then like slowly as I started growing up, like. You know, everybody started getting out of watching it, but I still I was I was the one left left in it still, so I go I was still watching. All right, so when did you decide that you wanted to get into the ring and become a performer? 
probably since that first moment, <laughs> since that first moment is when I wanted, I knew like, it's just, I just had a connection to it. It's like, that's always what I wanted to do. I tried to like go find backup plans and everything, you know, go to college and everything, do the right thing. But I always came back to wrestling. That's what I wanted to do. Now, did you wrestle in high school or college? Yes, yes. Uh, yeah, I wrestled all through high school, and then I went to college up in Ohio. Shout out Ashland University. Went up there. Okay. Now, was it difficult? Well, I guess you knew that you wanted to be in um, professional wrestling, but did you use that, like, amateur wrestling as an opportunity to, like, really help you um, – find your style for what will become, you know, a later career for you? Yeah. So amateur, that was basically, that was how I was going to get into it. Cause I always knew I wanted to wrestle, but back then, like it wasn't internet, social media. So I didn't know how I can get into it. So watching people like Kurt Angle, Sheldon Benjamin and all that, I was like, okay, they started amateur. Well, I'm going to start here and, and then figure it out from there. Okay. So that was always the game plan, yeah. Now, I know you were trained by Jay Lethal. Yes. When, how did you know, how did you get connected with him? Um, who put you in touch with him so that you could find out about making the transition into the professional wrestling business? Okay, so yeah. Um, so I was up at college. Um, I was wrestling up there, you know, trying to find that backup plan. And uh Basically, shout out my friend Mitch Mitchell. He he was a local wrestler down here in Florida. He we actually wrestled in high school together, and he didn't go to college. He started training pro right out of school, and then I went up there to college. So while I'm up there, he's he's training down here and he's wrestling down here. I'm seeing him like like winning different titles down here, like going through the Florida indie scene, and I'm like watching it. I'm like, this is what I want to do. I'm like forget this up here I want to be down here doing this so I went I had got a neck injury while I was up there so I had to sit out a semester and while I was down here I went up to he was trained by the nasty boy nasty boy Brian Knobs mm -hmm. that's who he was trained by so while he was while I was down here from the injury I went up to his training and just like watched them train and stuff just to like check it out like get it get all the info and stuff so I was so by then, right then, I already knew I was like, all right, when I'm done, I'm gonna come down here and train. But while I was up there, his school shut down. He Brian now shut down. So he let me know that Jay Lethal had opened up a school like 10 minutes where I lived at down here already. Oh wow. So I just felt like it was like a sign. I was like, when I leave college, this is what I'm gonna be doing anyway. So I just made a decision, like, I'm going to finish up this year, and I'm going right now. Like, it's 10 minutes away from my house down here. I'm I'm going. So I said, that's it. Forget it. I'm going. Now, what did you study when you was in college? Uh, uh, sports, sports management and sports communication. Okay. Basically, I just picked something so I could wrestle. I, <laughs> I know sports. <laughs> I know sports. Sports is easy. Like, school wasn't hard to me. It's just I was just doing that while I was wrestling, basically. Now, did you ever finish, or did you plan to finish? I didn't finish, no, because, like I said, once I figured out Jay was open up down here, I just seen it as an opportunity that I had to go for it right then. Okay. 
Now, how how did your family take to that? Because you know, usually we, yeah, <laughs> you know, as human beings, we know what we want to do, but there's always that influence, especially you know, parents and contemporaries who are saying, "No, you shouldn't do that." You know, how did they take yeah. when you told them, like, "All right, I'm done with school. I know exactly what I want to do. Here's the avenue I got to go." How did they feel? So that's the good thing about my parents. They ever since all growing up, they always supported me on any any decision I wanted to do. They just always wanted to make sure, like, they wanted to make sure I was sure with it and like I was gonna stick to it if I was gonna do it. Okay. So before I even told them, before I even figured out I was gonna do it, I had to come up with a plan myself. I was like, all right, if I leave, I gotta do this, this, and this to make sure I'm good. So once I came down here and let them know that, once I let them know my plan and everything, they were cool. They always supported me. And like, just like, long as you commit to it and good, then we're good. <laughs> so now, and what year is this timeline was that you decided to, you know, walk away from school and walk into wrestling? This was the end of 2014. So I, I started training October 2014. Okay. Now, what was yeah. it like? For people out there who would like to know, what was the training process like for you? What was some of your experience? Um, with Jay? Yeah, with Jay, with other people. Um, you know, what was that like? And, you know, how many of those nights were you, did you have where maybe you thought you may have made the wrong decision? Um, I never really had a night where I, like, thought I made the wrong decision because, I don't know, like, it, like I said, growing up, this was what I wanted to do. I I went to school trying to figure out something just in case. But I was like, there is no just in case. I'm making this happen. So <laughs> I've never felt like I was making the wrong decision. It's been days where, like, like everybody has the up and downs where you'd be like, okay, this part's harder than what I thought it was going to be. But it's never been those days where, like, I thought I couldn't do it. It's just me figuring out how to do it. So, you know, so now you're in training. So when was your first match and who was your first opponent? So I basically – I counted as, like, I had two first matches, basically. Because, one, we had – basically, it's, it was our student battle royal. So, like, the school I went to with Jay, it was connected to – a connected to a company called Uproar Pro Wrestling. Okay. And they used to have shows every couple months. And so so one of the shows we were coming up, the training class that we were in, they was like, okay, we're going to we're gonna pit all up. We're going to have a battle royal with all the students. So that was technically my first match. It was me and think like 10 others that was in my class. But it was a battle royal. So like not really like it was a, it was a pretty good battle royal if I say so. because we went out there. We was trying to do a thing. But uh, I didn't have another match after that for, like, another four months. So my first real match was a tag match. And it was against, actually, one of my partners today, Troy Hollywood, part of group OAO that I'm in right now. Mm -hmm. He was that, I was actually going against him that day. Okay. So, yeah. And he was actually part – he was in both of those matches, too. He was in the battle row. He was in my training class. And he was in that tag match with me then. Nice. So now you, you move, you're moving along. When did you, so I have another podcast called breaking through the glass ceiling. And this question is relevant. 
what was your breaking through the glass moment where you realized that all that people were saying or whatever, or maybe, you know, doing something like walking away from school or even growing up and loving this business, when was the moment in the early part that came to you where you said, this is where I'm supposed to be. I made the right decision. I'm validating myself. I don't need anybody, you know, far as yeah. your success, you know, obviously you made the right decision to you from the beginning because you had a plan, but what moment happened that validated your um, decision? Okay. So yes, it was, I, I can, I can, I know exactly the moment. It was again, um, against, my bro, Troy Hollywood, the same guy. Mm-hmm. It was, we basically, we were having a feud at this company called ACW down here in Florida. And we started there as a tag team. And we, uh, something happened where we, we went against each other and then we started feuding with each other. He, he ended up turning on me. So we were in this big feud at the company and we were finally down to the match where it was me against him. And this was like, nobody knew who we were yet. Like we was just, this was our maybe first year, maybe second year in the business. So nobody knew who we were. So it was like, it was like personal to us. It was like, all right, this is the time we can show them what we can actually do. So we went out there, we did our thing. And like, like it was like a standing ovation after. And like, we came to the back and everybody was like, like, I to this day that's still one of my favorite matches because like we had it was like put up or shut up it was like okay you two go out there and you see what y'all got and we proved it and it's been good ever since then like that was the day like people started it was like oh shit he can actually go when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So, yeah. Wow. So, you guys went out there, proved everybody. You know, you said you guys did this essentially as newcomers in the business. Yes. Um, and, you know, having that chip on your shoulder, when, how, what was, like, what was some things, if you can go back to it, that made you really capture that crowd's attention? And, you know, me going to, Excuse me, me going to indie shows. Shout out to our good friend Amber Rodriguez. I went to one of her shows back in uh, January. It was actually the last show I went to. And I went there to see her. But as a fan, I'm still, because I love wrestling, I'm looking at other people. Um, I went with one of my managers from work. We was in New Orleans for business because all the chips fell in order. and Amber was wrestling at the time. I said, told my manager, hey, you want to go to this wrestling show? She was down. So she's looking, you know, obviously to see Amber, but she's also looking to see who, you know, she's just being entertained because she's not a wrestling fan at all. Yeah, well, yeah. You know, but there were some matches that captured our attention. For you guys, 
do you remember if there was any moments or any things you guys did that really like took the crowd out of their phones and into the match? Yeah, so like basically it was the whole the whole story of it, like the whole build up. Because from like you said, we started in that company as a tag team. Nobody knew us. Like we were making our way as a tag team, and then he ended up turning on me, and like the crowd felt it. It was like because it was like these two new dudes like making their way, and then all one all of a sudden one turns on the other, and like now we're going at it. And like this feud, it it led for a good like three four months before we finally had a match. It was like a lot of stuff put into it. So, like, the fans were – they were really invested into it. So, like, you can feel it when we came out there for the match. Like, everybody – it's been built up so much. Everybody's been waiting to see us finally go against each other. So, like, that's, like, the, just the emotion. Like, and then, like, I don't know, the story of it. I, I love the story of something. Like, when something comes together in the right way, it was just the whole feeling of everything. Yeah, I've heard <clears> – <throat> excuse me. I've worked at – so I've done social media behind the scenes for RCW, a, a former company here in Baltimore, uh, for WSU and CZW. And I've heard wrestlers say that, you know, even if they're like, if they're the ones getting pinned, sometimes when they get knocked down and they get pinned one, two, three, and they hear that crowd erupt, it's like inside they really get excited. Obviously, they can't smile yeah. and showcase. Um, <laughs> so if you had, like, any of those moments, whether you're going over or, you know, putting somebody else over, where when you when it was all said and done, and perhaps this was probably one of those matches where it was all said and done. Yeah, and I actually, I didn't even, yeah, I actually didn't even win that match. So, like, it's still one of my favorites, and I didn't even win it. So that's exactly what, what you mean. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So now, like, um, you guys have uh, – now, I know that you would win the ACW Cruiserweight Championship. Was that inside this feud, or was that, like, would that come later? That came – it was a whole combination of things because he beat me then, and then we went our separate ways. He went on to win the title first. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he went – he had his whole run, and then we finally met back up for the title, and that's – and I beat him for it. So – it like all like worked its way into one. The slow build, man. That's one of uh, I'll go ahead and say it. Uh, my issues with uh, the WWE a lot of times is that lack of slow build or storytelling, or don't try to make me out to be crazy. You know, um, you look yeah. at somebody like The Rock and Triple H in '98, they were wrestling on Rock as the heel with Nation of Domination, triple, or at that time, the Nation, Triple H with DX, full circle, yeah. 18 months later, and they're still beefing, it's you reverse. know. Yeah, and it's reversed, but the story's still great. Like, it's still, you can still sink your teeth into it. Yeah, so, you know, and, and like, I love hearing about, uh, stuff like this that happens, especially in the uh, wrestling business. Um, so now, you know, you said that you and Troy uh, Hollywood, it's like your careers are kind of mirrored, you know, ran parallel. And then you guys would be in a team together with uh, OAO. How did that come yeah. about? So basically, OAO is, um, and Hunter Law, he's another one that's, that's in OAO with us. This is mm-hmm. us three. Um, basically, from the start, we just, it was a bunch of, 
I call it, it's more like, like a click, like OAO, I wouldn't say it's a group. It's more like a brand. It's like it. three brothers together that came into business. We all, the same training class. We all had the same first match. Like we've all built up together and we've all been doing our own things separately. And then we, after like, even like feuding against with each other, tagging with each other, just randomly doing stuff. We all decided, like, why don't we just pit this into one? Like, we know each other better than anybody else, so we might as well make it one thing and, like, take over this wrestling business together. So that's basically how it came up. Like, we were always, all our our careers were parallel, like, coming up together. And then we finally decided, it was like, hey, we might as well make this a thing for real because we, we know what we can do, and we might as well do it with each other. And is that a lot of times, because it sounds like, I mean, I, I would, and would I be wrong in assuming that outside of the ring, you guys are good friends as well? Yes, I would. Yes, those are like my brothers. Yeah. Yes, those are like and, my brothers. And it sounds like, you know, when you have that, a lot of times you make the best chemistry, whether you're going against each other or going or teaming up because there's this trust factor, right? Exactly, exactly. Okay, now so tell me about when you became champion, uh, you became cruiserweight champion. Can you just talk about, you know, that feeling? Obviously, you know, there's a lot of times when, you know, it's an accomplishment. No matter which way, people, I've heard, you know, wrestlers say, oh, the belt's a prop or whatever. Nonetheless, to me, I look at it, you know, in journalism, I like to win awards. A championship in wrestling is a war. Can you just talk about your uh, winning the title and what it meant to you? Yeah, I, it it meant every it's validation. I hate those people that be like, like the title's just a prop or something like that. Don't really mean nothing. I feel like it does. Like whatever company you in, your goal should be able to in this wrestling world. Your goal should be to win whatever title is in the company that you're in because that's the best like that represents the best so you should want to be the best and go after the gold so whoever got the best they're at the top so you should be trying to get to them that's how I feel so like me getting the title that means I'm doing what I'm supposed to do and I'm I'm where I'm at yeah now can you just talk about um social media and how that has helped you um in the wrestling business and how it's helped you even build feuds, you know, whether, you know, cause it's, it's still fun because a lot of times and, and really promoters are lucky today because it's free promotion for them, for their shows. But can you just talk about what you got, like what, some things you have done maybe to help uh, ignite a feud or keep a feud going? Yeah. Social media helps a lot these days. It's just, Cause you can basically say what you want, and like, and it helps it helps build a feud, basically. Like, because I like without social media, you have to wait. You have to wait to the next show, or like, wait for the company to post something. But like with social media, you can keep it going yourself. Like, you can you can do what you want. So I feel like you can. It helps you build the feud, or say what you want in your type of way without just worried about the company or just worried about whatever's there to do it awesome now can you just talk about how the uh, mlw opportunity came about yeah so mlw came on um msl shout out to him 
he um he used to do commentate he used to be the commentator at the acw shows that we were just talking about he used to commentate there before mlw relaunched so like all those matches that i had with hollywood and like all those other matches he was commentating on them so when mlw relaunched um i reached out to him and basically had me come on like try out match and like basically i came on i showed what i can do and it's basically a build up from there and I basically earned my spot on the roster from from doing that. And what's been some of your uh, favorite moments there? Some of my favorite moments, um, the War Games match. That was that was crazy. Woo! Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was. That was <laughs> I remember yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, that was that was one of my favorite moments. Um, injustice, like. Right now, my favorite moments are right now with Injustice. Like, the stuff we're doing right now, I feel like nobody else is doing. Like, it's it's, it's different from everyone else in the game right now. And it's real. Like, what we saying, that's what we mean. Like, <laughs> like we're not playing around. Like, that's what we mean. I was going to say that. Um, as somebody <laughs> who's... I'm look, I'm 33. I'll be 34 this year. I've been watching wrestling literally all my life. I can yeah. tell now, you know, and not to say, oh, I'm such an insider. Um, because for one, I can't stand people like Dave Meltzer, who always just feels the need to spoil stuff. Like, yeah, <laughs> I hate spoilers. Would, by the way, he would not. As a get, fan, I hate. Yeah, yeah, like I don't want to see spoilers. And, and and a lot of the stuff he say. You know, just talking about the wrestlers, like, dude, you wouldn't even get in the ring. Like, one reason I will never call <laughs> it fake because I got in the ring and you know somebody showed me how to take a bump. It hurts, so I I said, look, yeah. I leave that up to <laughs> yeah. the professionals. If they want to say it, that's yeah. fine. And and I know people listening say he says that every time he talks to a wrestler. No, it's my respect for the business. But yeah. I've, I've watched it and, you know, I was looking at the stuff you guys were doing, especially when, you know, um, the beat downs <laughs> were laying out and <laughs> getting on the microphone. And, and I said, Oh no, that's, that's shooting. <laughs> it's, it's certain things that you could tell when somebody's phoning it in or they're giving a script and say, read this, 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 and this. Then yeah. there's times when Ain't you no can, scripts. Yeah. You can yeah. tell when somebody's <laughs> just going out there and say it like creative control, <laughs> you know? And so I'm sitting there watching it, man. And I, I'm excited to see what's coming next, to be honest with you. Um, yeah, man. That's like, that's right now is the most fun I've ever had at MOW. Like it was, it was, it was great before, but mm -hmm. right now, like to be with Myron and Jordan, like the way we, we came together like we all felt the same way when we started this. It's like we felt like we weren't getting treated right. Like just being real with you, like we weren't being treated the way we were supposed to be getting treated. Like it's not like nothing like um, we don't want nothing given to us. It's not like we're not asking for anything. Everything we've earned already, like the stuff we've earned already, we feel like we're not getting the mm -hmm. stuff. The, the same opportunities that the, the the other couple wrestlers get, we're not getting them. Why? And like, that's why we came together. It was like, we, it was like, forget this. We're just gonna take it. We're just gonna take it. We don't we don't care about nobody else. We're gonna take it because we already earned it. You just don't want to take. You just don't want to give it to us. 
Now, did they let y'all? Um, I shouldn't say did they let y'all? Did you know, when you guys pitched this idea, did you guys have to like pitch it and really sell it hard, or was it just like, well, this is what we're gonna do and this is gonna work? Is what like was it one of those type of deals? So it was basically it, it sort of happened by accident, but when they once we realized it, then they realized it, and it was like, well, this is happening now, like it's you see what you see what we can do so it was basically it wasn't supposed to be how it was but Mm. if you pit three people who want it together like we're gonna make something happen so that's how it happens yeah that's what's up man i'm i'm looking forward to it um you know i i would is is there anybody else that fits the mold that maybe could be a part of it or uh, I wouldn't say, man. Like, <laughs> I had to we're ask. Not, we're we're not in the recruiting business right now, man. We're we're trying to make things right. Like, we're trying to make things right for everybody first. We okay. ain't trying to. We you you we can be cool with you, but <laughs> we we gonna do our thing. Just just don't get in the way of it. That's what we are gonna say. Uh oh, y'all heard what he said, folks. It ain't in no recruiting business. This isn't the NWO where everybody's gonna be a member. And I'm an NWO fan, but it was a lot. It was too many of them. Yeah, too many people going on. Eh? Too many people in the cookie jar. We don't like it. I want long Kool Aid. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right. So uh, before we get out of here, I got, I'm going to ask you some fun questions. Um, the first one, before I get into the rapid fire, all right, four wrestlers past or present, who would you be in, who would be in the uh, house quarantine with you? In the quarantine with me, mm-hmm. four wrestlers, Stone Cold, number one, that's no, that's my number one. Uh-huh. Got to pick Jericho, he's one of the GOATs. Uh, let's see, let's, I want to pick Booker T, because I, I never met him, but I just know he's funny as hell. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and let's see. One more, I would pit. I pit Hollywood in there just because that's that's my dog. So we'll, we'll all go up in there, we'll have some fun. All right, I like it. That sounds like that'd be a fun house. You know, you got Stone Cold and Booker T in there. You gotta keep the food safe. Uh-huh. Because... Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. All right. So rapid fire. Who's your favorite wrestler of any era? Stone Cold. Stone Cold, uh, number one. All right, favorite era of wrestlers. Is that an attitude era? Yeah, a 90s baby, attitude all day. Yeah, it's, it's so funny. Uh, a lot of my friends who, um, like, the young up-and-coming journalists who are diehard yeah. wrestler fans, when they tell me that they love the um, Ruthless Aggression era, I'm like, uh... <laughs> I'm like, what okay. are you... <laughs> Like 18 years old. <laughs> right. And it's like saying, it just ended. What you <laughs> right. And I'm like, ruthless aggression. Like, don't get me wrong, it's some gems, but we can't act like we're doing the attitude era. We was hooked to the TV. Ruthless aggression era, it's exactly. not so much. 
it wasn't the same. It was great, but it wasn't the attitude there. Exactly. <laughs> All yeah. right. So, um, which if you get an opportunity, which one, WrestleMania or Wrestle Kingdom? Where you go first? I'm going to WrestleMania. All right, and dream match. WWE baby. Hey, that's what I'm talking about. And yeah. your dream WrestleMania opponent. And I'm gonna say this, and it can't be Hollywood because I know that would be no, 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 no. I didn't beat him up enough. I don't. I ain't no. <laughs> that would be the pinnacle. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, dream WrestleMania opponent. Mm-hmm. Someone's someone's wrestling now or anybody. I would have to say either Stone Cold, mm-hmm. Shawn Michaels, or I gotta say AJ because he's just he's just good as hell. Like just get, like he's one of the best. I'm gonna ask you this: uh, You brought up AJ, you brought up Shawn Michaels. It now that we've seen AJ Styles in WrestleMania, yeah. these past. If he, do you think he could have surpassed Shawn Michaels as Mr. WrestleMania? Yeah, that's a pretty good debate. Like, because think about it. Back in TNA, he was doing his thing. Like, mm-hmm. he's been doing, like, people, that's WB fans, everybody knew who he was, but they're just seeing what he did. He's been this good. So, mm-hmm. all those years, all those matches he could have had, you never know. Like, they're right up. I would, he's, I feel like to never have a bad match, it's Shawn Michaels and then it's AJ. So that's, it, you never know. It could. Yeah, I'm just sitting there like, man, you know, my boy, uh, shout out to my boy Blake Thomas. He brought it up the day after WrestleMania. Uh, and he was like, man, I think AJ the GOAT. And he's, I'm putting him over HBK. I said, wait, what? And he, <laughs> And and he was like, now don't get me wrong, I think HBK Kurt Angle is the greatest WrestleMania match. He said, but the stuff AJ doing, and I think the thing with him was a lot of times uh was with him, it was the personality wasn't there, and we really saw it come out of his show when he went to New Japan and then go to wrestle um go to WWE. But it's like, man, like if he'd have been if he we'd have got this AJ Styles. It would have been probably AJ Styles, John Cena, and Randy Orton all in the circle. All three, yes. Like especially when he when he went heel for his whole first title run, like that's mm-hmm. the AJ everybody needed. Like that's yeah, it was it was special. Yeah. All right. So now I got some uh this or that this guy or that guy. Gotta start with the the one of the biggest the, the earliest debates, Flair Hogan. Flair Hogan? Mm-hmm. Wrestling wise, Flair. <laughs> Everything else, Hogan. Like he, you see, you think of wrestling, you say Hogan. So you gotta go Hogan. Yeah. All right. Uh, Brett or Sean? Sean. Okay. I was always a Sean guy over those two. Like, oh, <laughs> come on, man. <laughs> Listen, man. I like Brett, but he he ain't Sean, man. Like I said. <laughs> Brett told the great stories, man. He just, I mean, Sean is Sean, no doubt about it. I, I, that's one of the few's that, it's one of those things that I wish Brett Hart would have, that the whole 97 screw job would have never happened. Obviously, we got a lot of great stuff coming out of it. I just yeah, wish yeah. that Brett could have stayed because I think that 
so many good matches could have happened. Out yeah, there. I mean, you think about him and Stone Cold, we would have got. Uh, if him and Triple H could have got their act together, the things he could have did for him, Brent and The Rock, exactly. I mean, so much. Um, yeah, another reason I probably say Sean because, like I said, when that he left around '97, right? Something like that. '97. '98. '98. Like I said, around that time, I was like five, six years old, so I didn't really get to see Brett like okay. when he was there. So like, I got to see Sean when he came back and his Ooh. whole run after that. Yeah, like that was great. I didn't get this. I was too little to see. Brett, why he was actually doing. I went back and watched his matches, but I didn't get to see it as it was happening. Yeah, and, and see, like, to me, so my first, I, I, I never got into superheroes and stuff, so yeah. my superhero was Hulk Hogan, and yeah. then after Hogan, it was Bret Hart. Like, it was like that, and literally, then I would find out, like, they hate each other's guts, unfortunately, but yeah. <laughs> that, that was, like, how I was. So even... And I started liking Shawn Michaels when he became that baby face in 96. But yeah. I was mad, don't get me wrong, when he, when he beat Brett for the title. But it's like, <laughs> all right, it is what it is. That, you know, you root for Shawn until Brett come back. Brett became heel, I became heel. Just like yeah. over <laughs> Turn on Channel WCW, Hogan became heel. I'm okay. I'm NWO for life as well. That's, um, that's how it was with Austin growing up. When he went heel okay. at WrestleMania 17, yeah. it was... Right before WrestleMania 7, that was my first WrestleMania I've ever seen. It was Rock versus all. Those are my top two favorites growing up mm. because it's everybody's favorites. Like, your 90s baby is Rock and Austin. Yeah. So before the match, I, I was like, I can't go in here rooting for both of them. I got to pick one right now, right before the match starts. Oh, wow. Picked Austin. I was like, all right, I'm rolling with Austin no matter what. The match happens. He turns, whoop his ass. I was like, I made my choice. It is what it is. I'm with Austin still. <laughs> So I was rolling with him the whole time. He was beating everybody else with chairs and everything. So you, that was a collision course for you then? Yeah, yeah. Wow, yeah. And, and so, like, that WrestleMania, that's um, unfortunately the last one I watched with my grandmother. And that night we was trying to watch it. The cable company put it on the wrong TV. So oh. uh, shout out to my boy Brandon. Um, <laughs> he recorded it. And I went to school the next day. It was in the locker because we were like, he was, and it's funny because he was a senior, I was a freshman, but yeah. he would like, hey man, you know, back in the day, we didn't have phones. <laughs> so yeah. he would call me and say, look, I'll leave the tape in the locker. Here's the code. So I go in there and I see a tape, but I was, I didn't know for this uh, occasion, I didn't know that was the case. So I saw him later. He said, no, nah, this is WrestleMania from last night. This is for you. I said, okay, man, <laughs> went home. My uncle Mike had a tape <laughs> for me <laughs> waiting. <laughs> So he came to my, uh, my my house and dropped the tape off. So then, like, I watched it. Then the next day, took me and my I went to my grandmother's house and we sat there and watched it. And, and it was just like that that moment. It's sad because to me, after that, I think with The Rock leaving, it hurt yeah. because they put Austin and Triple H together. Which I think if they would have just kept Austin and Triple H as feuds, it would have been even better. Yeah, you know. But uh, yeah, now let's move forward. Um, we got Cena or Rock. Which one? I mean, Cena or Orton. I'm sorry. Cena or Orton? Yeah. So growing back, back when the ruthless aggression started, I was I was an Orton dude, Hill Orton, Legend Killer. Oh yeah. I was I was all day Legend Killer Orton, but overall, I say Cena. I say Cena because. 
He's just that guy right now. Like, ain't nobody did it for that long of a span. Mm-hmm. Like, he was the guy. Yeah, I tell people that all the time. You look at it, Bruno San Martino, you know, um, San Martino didn't have to go in this amount of, like, didn't have this much access and media. Yeah. You know, when you look at Hogan's run, it was really from 84-ish to 92, uh, give yeah. or take. Cena was like 11, 12, 13, 14 years, and he's still making appearances. So. Still, yeah, like he draws. When Cena's there, people watch it. Like you can say what you want, but they watching it. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's yeah. move on to the ladies, starting off with Trisha Lita. I'm going to go with Lita, but Trish, oh, my God, Trish. Hey, Trish. <laughs> Look, she's my favorite of all time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I go back and forth on those two. But, yeah. you know, I like Lita with the high flying because wasn't nobody else doing that back then. So oh, no. She always caught my eye that way. Yeah. yeah. So then move forward. AJ or Paige? AJ or Paige? Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Paige. Okay. I'm going to go with Paige. Yeah, yeah. Here's a question. Is AJ Lee a Hall of Famer? I think so. Okay. She 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 was the start of that change that they needed. She was one of the starts of that change. And then like Paige, like takeovers came, like she really got it flowing. But mm-hmm. AJ, I feel like she she got it on track to go where it needed to start going. I I hope somewhere down the line. We get another run from her. Um, I, yeah, I feel that'd be great for her and CM Punk. They aren't. Um, they aren't really living the fruits of their labor. Like they were such advocates for so many people, and they're not even benefiting from it. When you really look at yeah, it, yeah, yeah. They're everyone in the biz. They know what like they were the start of. It. I feel like. If CM Punk didn't leave that whole thing with Daniel Bryan, that would have never happened that way. Exactly. Like, that's just, yeah, just a pain. But, like, so, like, them doing what they did started the wave of everything else, I feel like. Mm-hmm. So, let's move on. Um, I'm going to put the four of them together. Charlotte, Becky, Sasha, or Bailey. I'm just picking one, or can I get two, or what are we doing? Do one. one. I'm going to make it hard. Make it a hard question. All right. (laughs) So, I got a – my favorite is Sasha. Okay. But Charlotte, she's the best. Like, she's she's the greatest woman wrestler of all time, I feel like. Are you already giving her that? I – of all – yeah. Yeah. Okay. I I think it's coming, but – uh. <laughs> who's who's in front of her? Who's in front of her? Um, in front right now, I'm still Team Trish. Trish, as the, yeah, the okay. transition of what she was able to do, not as so wrestler wise as the actual craft of wrestling, without a doubt, but superstar, I should say. As far as the superstar, I do think Charlotte's coming. Uh, and maybe that's just I'm I'm not ready. Maybe she's there, and I'm just not ready yeah. to admit to myself. <laughs> yeah, uh, because and I, Trish, I, yeah, Trish yeah, is also doing it in the Attitude Era when it was like that's when the wrestling was the biggest. So like, mm-hmm. she was the star when the, all the stars were there. So yeah, I can see why you're saying that. Yeah, yeah. she went from being a, a a model 
who liked wrestling growing up to somebody who, you know, became a manager and you saw the growth in front of our eyes and you saw like the work she put in to become a good wrestler to the point she's going out there putting on matches, you know, her and Lita obviously main event and raw. So that's where, you know, and, and granted you could make the same for Lita, but to me, Lita was the macho man to Trish being Hogan. And, yeah. you know, where, like, Trish was somebody you putting on all the merchandise. And you could do that with Lita as well, but advertisers, to me, would pick Trish over Lita. Like, they would choose Hogan over Savage. Yeah, yeah. I feel you. Yeah, I, I, I can respect that. Yeah, but, yeah, Charlotte's coming. No doubt yeah. about it. When yeah. you look at it the same way, um, I think, you know, having the spots on ESPN that Ric Flair said it, he can't wait today to the day he's known as Charlotte's dad. And I think people may have thought like, yeah, right. But I do think that can be a possibility, especially for the younger generation. Yeah. Yeah. And then last one, I got it. I got to put the two sisters up against each other. I know a lot <laughs> of people don't like what I do it, but I got to. That's Naomi or Bianca Belair. Oh. <laughs> Oh, that, that's a, that's a good one. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Bianca. Okay. She's the she. I feel like she's the next wave. She, I like, believe she's the one that's making me pump the brakes about Charlotte. She's the one I said. Uh, I said on one of the episodes of Break It Down, Brian H. Bianca could also make a run and be one of the greatest of all time. Yeah, yeah. She definitely got the ability to do it. She she's up there. She 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 got some eyes on her. Yeah. All right. Well, Snoop, I definitely appreciate you coming on. Before you get out of here, let the people know where they can follow you. Oh, yeah. Okay. So Twitter, Snoop Strikes OAO. And then on Instagram, you can follow me at Snoop OAO. So, yeah, basically those two. And then um, check out check out my the podcast, Plead the Fifth. That's uh, OAO presented. Got my dog, Troy Hollywood, and Hunter Law on that. You know, they're they're rocking that so check that out too yeah definitely check out the podcast um i gotta subscribe to it myself i saw it in the timeline um i you know so i've been trying to yeah i've been trying to catch up with podcasts especially while i'm sitting here like playing a video game i ain't gotta listen i'm playing mlb (laughs) the show so you know i ain't gotta listen to the baseball (laughs) audio so i'm gonna definitely check it out yes All right, man. I appreciate you coming on, brother. Appreciate your time. Make sure you stay safe out there. Thank you, man. Thank you. I appreciate it for being on. I loved it. Uh, Let me know anytime next time we can do this. We can bring on Injustice. We can bring on OAO. We can do this. All right. Well, yeah, let's make it happen. Yes, yes. All right. Thank you, man. No problem. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's it for this week's episode of Wrestling for the Culture. For more episodes or more content from the Wrestling Realm Network, hit the subscribe button down low. Make sure you turn on the bell for notifications. Till the next time, too sweet.